We're in the middle of five Mishnayas, whose common theme is that Shammai argues against everybody else's opinion, and he's often the most extreme opinion in the Mishnah, and in many of the cases, he even argues against base Shammai, his yeshiva. Now, the next couple of Mishnayas are all found in different places in Seder Zroim, which discusses the various gifts which need to be given to Kranim and the poor people, or to be taken up to Yerushalayim, as we're going to see. And this specific Mishnah discusses the laws of Truma. Now, strictly speaking, Truma only applies... Truma is a gift which needs to be separated from one's produce and given to a Kayin. And strictly speaking, it only applies to food which a person is going to eat himself. But if it's animal food, then Truma does not need to be separated from that and one can give all of that produce to his own animals. Now, karshinim is a type of animal food which, in time of great need, a person would be able to eat it. It's just about edible for a person, but it was designated for animals to eat. However, since during rough times, people would end up eating it. Midrabonon, it is obligated in truma. The question is, what happens once it is truma? In general, there is a prohibition to allow truma to become tome. It needs to be guarded from any impurity. Once it becomes impure, it needs to be burnt. The question is whether, whether this restriction applies to truma of karshinim as well, which is only midrabanon. Karshinim truma, these karshinim which have been separated as truma, bishamim bishamai say, shirin, one can soak it vishofin, and one can rub it on his skin, bataira, he needs to do so in a state of purity. Meaning, just like with regular truma, whatever he's doing with it, when he's eating it, he needs to make sure that it doesn't become tome. So too, when one is using the kaishinim, which are truma. And that's even if you're planning on giving it to your animal in the end, let's say you've given it to the coin, and the coin himself is going to give it to his animal. He still needs to guard it from becoming tome, because even once it's soaked and when he's rubbing it on his skin, which could be part of the processing of it, but it's still fit for a person to eat it. And therefore, it's given the regular laws of truma, and it needs to be guarded from tr- from tuma. However, machilin, when you are feeding it to your animal, so now you're already showing that a person is not going to eat it. So at this point, but tuma, it can already be done in a state of tuma. There's no longer a requirement to stop it becoming tome. Basil Aaron, Basil say, shayrin b'tayra. If you soak it, you need to do so in a state of purity. Because the halacha is that something is only able to become tome, something which grew from the ground. It's only able to become tome if since it's been cut off the ground, it has become wet. Now when you're soaking the karshinim, you're effectively allowing it to be in a state where it can become tome. So to make it become tome at that time as well, that's already too much. To make it fit to become tome and to immediately make it tome as well at the same time, that says Basilel is forbidden. If we allow that, then people will totally disregard this as being truma at all, that there's no care at all from stopping it becoming tome. So that needs to be done in a state of purity. But Vishofen, you're allowed to, when you rub it on your skin, that can be done in a state of tuma. Umachilin betuma, and you're allowed to feed it to the animals in a state of tuma. Shammai says that even when you feed it to the animal, there's still a precaution being made. It can be tome, that's okay even according to Shammai. However, it needs to be eaten dry. If it's wet and it's becoming tome, then once again, people will totally disregard this truma and view it as regular food because there's no precaution being made from it becoming tome, even though right now it's being fed to an animal. Even then, according to Shammai, we need to make sure that it's not obvious that it's becoming tome. So if it's wet, then everybody can see that it's able to become tome. So if it becomes tome, if it comes in contact with a source of tuma, so people can see clearly that there's a disregard for the tuma status of this item. However, if it's not wet, so it's not clearly becoming tome, even if it's coming into contact with a 
some a source of tumor because right now it's dry. It's true that according to the real law, something doesn't have to be wet at the time that it becomes tomei. It has to at some point have been wet since it was cut off the ground. Even once it's dried after that, it's it's once it's able to become tomei, it can become tomei. However, people won't necessarily realize it's not obvious that it's becoming tomei at this moment if it's dry. And therefore that will be permitted. But if right now it's wet, then according to his shamai, even when you're feeding it to your animal, you have to make sure that it is done in a state of purity. Rabbi Akiva says, All of what you do with the karshinim of truma can be done in a state of tuma. Rabbi Akiva is the most lenient, and according to him, even though with Jabonon, one needs to separate and give koyanim, the karshinim, or truma from karshinim, Nevertheless, the entire restriction of it becoming Tome does not apply to this Midrabonon Truma. Mr. Test, my Sashani is a tenth of one's produce, which during certain years of the Shemitah cycle, he needs to separate a tenth of his produce and bring it up to Rushalayim and eat it over there. Now, understandably, people live far away from Rushalayim and to schlep 10% of all of their produce to Rushalayim could be a very difficult task. So there was a solution, and that was to redeem the sanctity of the Maishashini onto money, bring up the money to Rishalayim, and then spend that money in Rishalayim on new food. And that money would now take the sanctity, it would take the status of Maishashini from the produce, and that status of Maishashini would be placed and given to the money. And the mission discusses this process of redeeming Kaprit Salem Maishashini, one who exchanges lots of copper coins, which are Maishashini. He had previously redeemed his produce onto the copper coins, and he wants to exchange those. Even then, he's got loads of copper coins now. He doesn't want to schlep the copper coins to Rishalayim. So he wants to exchange the copper coins for silver coins, so he has fewer of them, which are worth more, and then he'll only have to take those up to Rishalayim. He is allowed to convert all of the copper coins into silver. However, for every shekel which he turns into silver, he has to keep a shekel of copper coins. A shekel is half a sela. The point is he can only convert half of his copper coins into silver because Beitilia is concerned that if everybody converts their money into silver and they'll bring up to their silver to Yerushalayim and in Yerushalayim, silver is worth a lot. If you're buying food, they're not going to pay with silver, they're going to pay with copper again. So everybody will be coming to the money changers, giving them silver in return for copper. And the demand of people for copper, for copper coins, will be huge. So the copper will become more expensive and you'll receive less copper for each piece of silver which you give, for each coin of silver. Which means that you'll end up ultimately with less Maishashani food and it's forbidden to waste Maishashani. And this is considered to be a, a way of wasting Maishashani. And if you're only allowed to convert half of your coins into silver so that you still have copper and you're able to sell, to spend that copper in your shalayim and the price for copper won't go up so much and my shame will not be wasted. Rav says, One is not allowed to redeem, to transfer the Maishashini status from silver and produce onto silver. For example, if he has half a dinar worth of produce of Maishashini and half a dinar worth of Maishashini money. And he wants to convert both of them onto one full dinar of silver. A contra mayor that is forbidden. And he learns this from Psukim that my Sashani silver money cannot be redeemed onto other silver money. Vachachom matir and the Chachom permit it because even though essentially they agree with the mayor that in general it's forbidden to convert my Sashani money onto other my Sashani money. In this case, they are doing it together with my Sashani produce. 
just that the Maitre Shani project is not worth enough, so you can use other money to add on to that as a sort of assistance in redeeming the produce. In that case, it's permitted, but even the Chachom agreed that, in general, it will be forbidden to transfer Maitre Shani status from one money onto other silver money of the same type. Mr. Yud, now we're talking about somebody who's in Yerushalayim who wants to exchange his seller of his silver seller of Maishashani money for copper. So he's got lots of silver, but he wants copper, so he's got smaller coins to spend on food. Once again, according to Bishamai, he is permitted to convert all of the silver onto copper coins. However, we still, we still say, you can only do one shekel silver, one shekel copper. Meaning only one shekel at a time, which is half a seller, that is the maximum amount that he is able to convert into copper coins in one go. Half a seller, also known as a shekel, because Basil is concerned that any more than that you might come to not spend, and then you're going to leave the copper in your shalayim with a friend or something, or in a bank maybe, you'll leave it somewhere in your shalayim, for the next time that you'll come up through your shalayim and then you'll use that same copper to spend on food over there. The problem is, copper erodes and gets rusty much more easily than silver. So by the time you come back next time to Yerushalayim, the copper coin might not be valid anymore. And so you're only able to exchange your silver for copper for one shekel at a time. Once you've spent all of that, then you can convert the next silver coin. Those who judge the students who discussed matters in front of the Chachomim, the Gemara explains this is referring to Ben Azai, Ben Zoyma, Chonon HaMitzri, and Chanan Ben Chachinai, who all died early. But as it may, they hold very similar opinion to Beis Hillel. However, they say, If let's say you have a seller, a seller is worth four dinar. So you'd be able to keep, you'd need to keep three dinar as silver. And one dinar, a quarter of a seller, not half a seller like Basilo, but a quarter of a seller you're able to convert into copper until you spent all of that. And then you can come and convert another quarter of a seller, also known as a dinar, of silver onto copper. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, it's an even smaller amount that you can do each time. Bishlejidinarim kesef, need to keep three out of four of the dinar as silver. Uvervius kesef, uvervius kesef, uvervius mois. And on the last quarter of a seller, the, the last dinar of silver, a quarter of that you can convert onto copper. So a quarter of a quarter, one sixteenth, you're able to convert into copper at a time until you use that up. Verbi Tarifin and Verbi Tarifin says, I bought Asprey Kesef. Out of that last quarter, he needs to keep four Asprey of that as silver, which is essentially four fifths of that last quarter. So that ends up being that he can convert one twentieth, not just one sixteenth, one twentieth at a time. One twentieth of a seller, he is able to convert into copper until he's used that up, and then he can convert more silver into copper. Now Shammai Omer Shai comes along and says that essentially you can't even convert any silver onto copper. Rather, what should you do? Any chenabachanos, you should leave the money in the silver in a shop with a shopkeeper. And you should eat corresponding to the value of that money. So you give him a certain amount of silver coins, and you take food from him, and he deducts and he calculates how much food you've taken from him until you reach the end of the value of that coin. 
And the reason for Shammai is because he has an additional concern, other than ending up with leftover copper, which can end up being wasted, he has another concern, that you might get your money of Maishashani confused with your regular money. And you'll end up spending it on anything, not necessarily food in Yerushalayim. And so to avoid that, you need to get rid of that money and give it to a shopkeeper, so that that is designated only for buying food in Yerushalayim for the sake of eating it as Maishashani. Mishnah Aleph, this Mishnah... Is found in Maseches Kalim. The focus is the laws of purity and impurity. What can become Tome? And there is a type of tumor known as Tumas Medrus, which certain people who are Tome can transfer this tumor by resting their weight on something. Either they're standing on something or sitting on it or leaning on it, whatever it may be, they're supporting their weight on this item. And in a situation where that item is designated for supporting a person's weight, for example, a chair, then that will become Tommy Medras, which is a very high level of Tuma. In general, something which touches something else, which is Tommy, becomes Tommy on a lower degree. But regarding Tommy Medras, the chair, whatever the item is, which supports that person's weight, gets the same level of Tuma as the Tommy person who supported his weight on that item. Be as it may, Kisishal Kalosh a bride's chair, which looked very elegant, it had a backrest lots of ornaments and decorations, but many of these, ele- these parts of the chair which gave the elegant features to the chair were taken off. So it's no longer fit to be used as a bride's chair. Beishamai say that it is still considered fit to become Tommy Medras, because it's true that it's no longer a bride's chair, but it's a chair. It can still be used as a regular chair, and therefore it is able to become Tommy Medrus. However, we still say that it is Tahar, meaning it cannot become Tommy Medrus, it can become Tommy in a regular way, but it's no longer considered to be designated for supporting the weight of something, because we don't now look at this as a chair. We look at it as a broken bride's chair. So it's a broken utensil, which is not fulfilling the purpose for which it is designated for, and therefore, it cannot become Tommy as Tommy Medras. Shammai says, Af Malbin shall kiss even the frame of the chair. So that could be without even the full seat area filled in. But you've got the main wooden structure of the chair, and you're just about able to sit on there. Tommy, even in that case, it would be considered Tommy Medras, because at the end of the day, it's fit for sitting. Somebody is able to sit there. Kisses, so only has a chair, and he fixed it into a very large kneading bowl, like a sort of massive bowl, which people would even sort of stand inside when they would knead dough, if they were kneading a very large amount of dough. And they fixed a chair, they stuck a chair into the middle of it to use it as a sort of shelf to place some dough and some tools. Bishamai say that the chair can still become Tommy Medrus, because although now it's designated more as a shelf to place things on, and not to support the weight of somebody, nevertheless it doesn't lose that significance, since until now it was a chair. Just because you attached it to this bowl and designated it for something else, doesn't take away its status of being able to become Tommy Medrus. We still sort of see the chair, the original chair, in that. We still have time, but we still say that it can no longer become Tommy as a Tommy Medrus, because it's now part of the kneading bowl. This massive bowl, it's not really a bowl this large area where they would need. It's now secondary to that. We no longer look at it as a chair. It's really secondary to that, and therefore it's no longer designated for supporting the weight of a person, so it cannot become Tommy Medrus. Shammai says, after Osuba, even a chair which was originally made to be part of that massive bowl, it's not that it was originally a chair and then added on. It was always made to be used as a shelf and not as a chair. Even then, it can become Tommy as a Tommy Medrus. Because at the end of the day, since somebody is able to sit on there, 
And every once in a while, somebody might very well sit there. So it can come to a medras. According to many, Bishamai even agree that if no one's everybody, ever, if nobody has ever sat on there, it could be a calm come to a medras. But if somebody has sat on there, so we do see this also as a chair. It might not be its main function, but it's also can be used as a chair to support a person's weight. And therefore, it can come to a medras if somebody with that level of tumor sits on that chair.